the open gym still? Oh, I forgot. Let me see. Open gym? No, no, no. It's gridiron. It's gridiron. It's gridiron. I don't know what he's talking about. There we go. But um, but yeah, some nasty agendas that's been happening with the uh with the NFL and DeAndre Hopkins. Is Mookie staying like that or he froze? Yeah, Mookie froze. <laughs> that boy is stuck in the matrix. <laughs> that boy is living in the matrix right now. It is crazy. Mookie, you gotta fix that Wi-Fi, man. Hey, hold on, you hear me? You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. All right, baby, let's go. Let's go. What's the first topic? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry is uh joining up on the Titans with Ryan Tannehill. And just what you guys expect. I'm upset. I'm hurt. I wanted DeAndre Hopkins to be in a, a winning scenario, but I'm going to the Titans. I mean, is AJ Brown and DeAndre Hopkins? It's the AJ Brown and Derrick Henry show all over again, man. So how y'all feel about this? I mean, it's it's okay. I think the, the silver lining here is one. He's used to playing with below average quarterbacks. And two, if you did want some level of development from Will Levis at some point, because I fully believe that homeboy's not going to finish the year, Ryan Tannehill. Levis is going to end up playing games this year. I fully believe that. So if you're going to have Will Levis playing games, and one of the things he struggles with is ball placement because he likes to throw the ball in the vicinity of the receivers, but he don't ever put it where it needs to be. You know who's really great at making offhand catches when the quarterback don't put it where it need to be? DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he'll be productive. I don't know if he'll be as productive as everybody still thinks he'll be, but he'll be productive. This, this, is why, this is why Trey is absolutely wrong, right? Uh, yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins, bro, and and it cool. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is a top 20 wide receiver. Um, you on steroids, you taking the juice. Um, I can't put the, the, the top 15 wide receivers, top 10 wide receivers, wide receivers that actually naturally work for their skill, work for their strength. So let's get there first. The Tennessee Titans is nothing but a regular season. And yes, you add another outside threat, a guy that can consistently win his one-on-one matchups and counts outfield. But other than that, when you got Ryan Tannehill and you got the inconsistencies on the defensive side of the ball, um, no real, real linebackers that can actually um, get to the quarterback and then stop the run as well. And then when you look at how one-dimensional uh, Derrick Henry dependent that they are, bro, the Titans might win some games in a regular season, right? Um, they might make the playoffs or be in that wild card round. But if we're talking about a team that's going to be serious down the line, and, 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 bro, Titans are nothing but a regular season team. They're nothing that, and at the end of the day, it, when you got Ryan as a quarterback, that's not anything to me, bro. So you can stop all this deep diving into the water and just call it how it is. Ain't nobody taking the Titans serious, bro. Yeah, the leaf was bothering me. Wait, 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 wait. I, I need – I need to go back. Did you just? I'm not even a D Hop guy, <laughs> but you said not top twenty. No, I, listen. If you take steroids when you on the juice, I, bro, you know what? How? Like, first of all, you don't know how that enhances your body. Like that enhances. They give you better speed, better strength, uh, just more stronger. The enhancements of the, the, the performing enhancing drugs that DeAndre Hopkins is using. I, when I found that out, bro, 
he is disqualified for any top 15, top 10, top five conversations, bro. I don't care how talented he is as a wide receiver, bro. I disqualify him, bro. And let's be real. Y'all want to sit there and say, oh, DeAndre Hawkins look like the same wide receiver from 2018, 2019. No, he do not, bro. I, I, I haven't said that. Loss of, of, of explosion. There's a loss of, of his ability to get separation, get downfield. Um, his rack ability took a decrease as well, bro. So all of that, bro, like I said there and said, bro, them getting DeAndre Hopkins is cool. But like I said there and said, bro, when I figure out that the guy is not the same wide receiver and he's not a top 20 receiver because he's on PDs as well and how Derrick Henry dependent they are and how Ryan Tannehill tends to turn over the ball late in situations when you actually need him to be in the goddamn game and actually need him to beat you uh, with his intelligence at the quarterback position. At the end of the day, they're nothing. I see nothing for the Tennessee Titans, bro. Get rid of Tannehill, and then we have some conversations. Look <laughs> oh, <just, laughs> at Bama's face right now, bro. That was crazy. That made me lying. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about it. Because Mookie, like, D-Hop game has never been separation. It's been what? Catching the ball. All right? He still can do that with or without steroids. So, I mean, I tell people, you can't use that performance enhancer against them dudes because all of them all of them flirt with performance enhancers. They just find them what's legal and not illegal. And in the NFL, they got, like, a chart of hell of shit, bro. Like, that's illegal, and that will come up under performance enhancers, bro. So it's like... Hold on, Bama. If it's legal, or if it's illegal, why are these athletes, why are these wide receivers are not getting caught? You say what? If it's illegal, and you said, you say all these wide receivers take performing handsy drugs or something like that, why is they not getting caught? A lot of people do get caught for performance enhancers. But who got caught? Several athletes. No, I'm talking yeah. about wide receiver class today. Out of all the wide receivers, what's the odd men out the middle? Bro, it ain't even wide receivers, bro. It's like the whole NFL. I'm talking strictly wide receivers. He's the only wide receiver that's even in the conversation of a top 15, top 20 wide receiver in the NFL that's getting caught for performing enhancing drugs. But that's not even the point. You sit here and say, DeAndre, ability is not separation. Yes, it is. He can separate on the ball. He was in his prime. And when he was in his peak, he still wasn't separating. He was making ridiculous catches. You know when he was at his peak, his best year? You you know what his claim to fame was? His best year, he had 15, over 1,500 yards, over 100 receptions, and he had zero drops. That was his claim to fame. That's when everybody was like, whoa, this dude really is serious. Like, oh, over no, no, 100 he, receptions, 1,500 yards, zero Most drops. That was his claim to fame, bro. It was never no, oh, look at D-Hop burning him down the field. No. You see a lot of DBs draped on him, and then he just got strong vice grips for hands, whether that be performance enhancers or not. I still feel like you got to go out there and play, whether you take some or not. Like, yeah, because competitive, if you got a competitive advantage over everybody else that's actually putting in the work and not using those uh, drugs that DeAndre Hopkins But who's using, to say I, not using them? That he just got caught. Bro, do you understand that he, ain't, he ain't he ain't finna he ain't finna go dry snitch and be like, oh well. Man, you need to test everybody. You feel me? If you go test me, like, nah, bro. I'm just gonna go on here but and he's sit the one that do my time, bro. I got caught. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I what caught. I do know it is, is he what got it is. caught for drugs. His body's just full of them drugs. That's what I do know. 
I don't yeah. know if Chris Olave, uh, Mike Evans, all these other uh, wide receivers is on PD. Because you know why? They never got caught. He got caught, Bama. So what I do is I assess him. I text him, and at the end of the day, bro, to me, he's not no top 20 wide receiver. And even if I didn't text him, I still didn't think he was he, – he had the same impact and the production that he had when he was in his prime to speak. I do think that the, the abilities that made him great is also deteriorating as well. So uh, he's not going to give me that impact where I think it's going to be a game changer, especially for that Titans offense, bro, because Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, and uh, just how Derrick Henry dependent they are. All right. Anybody has anything to say? Nobody? Nobody? I'm about to say, look, at the end of at the end of the day, I am I'm slightly in agreement with Mookie on the outlook of the team. In the long run, this is it's not gonna work. Derrick Henry is starting to get up there. It's not like his decline is like absolutely preeminent. Like it's like it's not like he's falling off a cliff. He's still Derrick Henry. However, this man has ran for over 2,000 yards. He's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. He, we've already started to kind of see him slow down a little bit, just a little bit. And then your quarterback situation is less than ideal because you essentially have an old quarterback who struggles with turnovers and accuracy issues and a young quarterback who struggles with turnovers and accuracy issues and your defense is just okay like jeffrey simmons is a monster he's probably second third best interior player in the nfl but outside of jeffrey simmons and kevin byard does anybody else on that defense really scare you no so i mean yeah i wouldn't necessarily call them just a regular season team because running running game travels if you can run the ball at a consistent rate, you'll be able. You'll always be able to. Hey, hey, did, it travel, did it travel when the Titans was the number one offense, and I believe it was 2020, 2019, 2020, when the number one offense, right? Did that did that rushing translate in the postseason when it matters the most? Absolutely did not, did not whatsoever. And when we talk about this Titans offense, yes, you know they they can be okay. But we talking about some, some, some this Titans is old news. Their their championship window was closed, bro. The, the inconsistencies they I had see a championship of, window. <laughs> they never had a championship. Yeah, I was about to say they. Hold on, hold on, telling me y'all never looked at the Titans when they was the number one seed in the AFC. Not never. Isn't it? Not never. Never. <laughs> never. Not once. I don't believe in Tannehill, bro. I was about to say I don't. Never I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Damn. He's, He's the so Derry Henry, Henry won offensive a, offensive player of the year when he had an MVP caliber season. And yes. we look at how the Titans defense was up there. They was pretty yeah. well top ten defense. You yeah. telling me I ever look at the Titans and say, you know what, this is a team that can make a deep postseason run in the postseason, right? And they could somehow make it to the Super Bowl. No, I think I think I think it was little man over here to the to my uh right. Dub has said that if Derry Henry would have came back, bro, that was gonna be bad for the Titans because. Mm. Everybody just go go back to focus in on him, and it was go go be like OV form. And what they if they, if they were smart, they should have went with the backup, which still ended up having a better yards per carry. One of somebody on that show, bro, it was a while, but somebody said that though. That I remember that the Titans, the Titans, OJ. shouldn't have used it was it actually because Derrick Henry was coming off that uh, uh injury, 
Mm-hmm. Wasn't it that mm-hmm. year he came off some turf to- or something? It was like something minor where he missed like a last few games or something like that. And people was like, yeah, if, if Derrick Henry come back, it'll probably be worse because everybody go focus in, especially with everybody with the group. Or that might have been this past year. But then again, about to say, we, they weren't cooking on nothing, even even when Derrick Henry was spazzing, bro, because what it all boiled down to was Tannenbaum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tannehill is the main reason why I never took them seriously as a contender. They show AJ Brown yeah. running wide open on a street, bro. That man threw mm-hmm. his head at. The- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you can't make this suck, man. I was like, all right, bro. And I kept, and I'm, I'm really upset that Trent and G Baby on here because I, I was telling them for years, bro. I said Ryan Tannehill, had, Ryan Tannehill has never been good, right? No. So which is what even when he had that little run with the Titans, bro. That's why I said you got to learn how to evaluate talent better. Like, and that's what a lot of people I've, I began to recognize just don't do a good job of, where they'll allow these people to be putting up good numbers in a scenario and look good with all these pieces around them, but then not analyze if their game is, uh, um, if their game is dependent on the situation and the scheme around them rather than their actual skill. And especially, I think that's very crucial to really understand that in all sports, but especially football, because there's tons of people. There are tons of people that look so much better than what they actually are, mainly because they're in a good fit. That's why I said situations matter in football, right? Um, if you're in a great situation that can help you as a player scheme up perfect things that can maximize what you can do as a player, then, bro, we, we look at that situation, look at Ryan Tannehill's situation, look at how they feed off of Derrick Henry and his threat of running down the middle, him as a north elite-level north to south runner, bro, runs between the tackles and stuff like that, that creates play-action opportunities, right, which he gets most of it off the threat of Derrick Henry running down the hole alone, right? So here's what it is. That's why paying Daniel Jones was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke, bro. Ridiculous joke. But you won't have to keep talking about trash people, bro. I was about to say, please. <laughs> but you know what? This one really upsets me because D-Hop, being at an older age of his career, I would expect him to go to a better scenario to be a part of winning than the Titans. Look, at the end of the day, especially with football, um, as much as people would like to win, especially with the way the market looks right now for everybody who ain't a quarterback and just the nature of the business in general, yeah, later on in your career as you're – physical abilities decline you would like to go to situation where it's like hey let me go to this team it's a good situation might be able to make a run at a at a bowl get myself a ring kind of you know build up that legacy piece and then you go ahead and ride off into the sunset but more often than not that's not how things work so if you have an opportunity to get this bread then (laughs) You're going to get this bread. And that's what he chose to do in this situation. He chose to get this bread. And I can't get mad at him because clearly he said, no, I need I need this guap. That's what I need. I need mm-hmm. this bag. So. Bama, you got anything to say? 
That's I mean that's that's one hundred, bro. He he thirty one. At the end of the day, this this is what I said. This is what it boiled down to, right? Mm-hmm. It's either you you get the bag or you go chase a ring. I mean, it, unfortunately, unless you're a quarterback, they're not gonna give you both. And this shit, they they barely give you both as a QB. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, you just gotta be a, a a unicorn like Patrick Mahomes. That at this point, it just looked like. If you're a receiver over there, you, you you're not brain dead. Just plug and play. You feel me? So, and it's only I mean, one, it's only one of him. So exactly. So, um, shit, bro. I mean, if he feel like that's what he felt like he needed to do, like I said, I don't see no rings. I know Mookie be on that moonshine, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a nice pickup. I, unless he gonna play quarterback, bro. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna see DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry in the backfield. That should be crazy in the, in the Wildcat, you know what I'm saying? Going crazy, have, have Derrick Henry throwing him passes like he in high school. <laughs> That'll be speaking of AFC teams. I do want to talk about the AFC conference and the breakdowns and some of the standing predictions, the players who have the most to prove. And any breakout players that will happen and teams that could be the most disappointing, right? Exactly. Um, my picks for like most disappointing as well. I'm gonna go with the team that proved us why they were trash last season, uh, the Broncos. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, bro. I mean, I just find it very hard off of just Sean Payton being there, a team to have such a drastic turnaround. I'm sorry, I don't see it. My th- my thing with the Sean Payton addition um that it didn't necessarily i'm not gonna say it didn't move the needle for me in particular but i'm not just so ready to say it's going to be like this happy marriage because people make the lazy comparison of oh sean payton had a 511 quarterback in new orleans and it worked so he got a 511 quarterback in denver he'll know how to make it work Mm -hmm. and those two guys games are completely different like Mm -hmm. The thing that made Sean Payton's offense special when he was in New Orleans is that he had a million ways to dial up a seven-yard pass. Like, he could always get you death by a thousand paper cuts if he wanted to, but it was almost always over the middle of the field. Like, he used the whole field, obviously, but Mm -hmm. the bread and butter of, like, the base of that stuff is all over the middle of the field. The one thing that Russell Wilson has always struggled to do even when he was in his physical prime, was throwing the ball over the middle of the field. Like it's just not, it's just not his thing. He lives on the edges. Like that's why we, when he was in Seattle, we always saw them pretty moon balls to Tyler Lockett, where he would just chuck that thing up and he would be running down the sideline or he's running a post and he just catches it. Like his game is not dink and dunk over the middle of the field and throwing digs and all that, like, that's not his thing. So if that's not his thing, and he's physically not the same guy he was when he was in Seattle cooking, mm-hmm. okay, so what's your plan now? And that's where I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, Gary Judy, amazing route runner, he drops the ball a lot. Portland Sutton, because he has a new receivers coach there, and I trust I trust that that guy in particular is going to like try and get the best out of all of those guys. I expect to see a little more out of Court and Sutton and Tim Patrick 
and uh, Marvin Mims coming as a rookie. But overall, I still don't know what you got with the quarterback. The run game situation is still kind of a question mark. Devontae's kind of hurt. You signed Samaj P. Ryan. Like, good player, don't get me wrong, but he's not special. And then the defense is going to be good. But even then, that was the best part of their team last year. And y'all lost the defense coordinator and he left. So now that defense is going to have to learn a whole new system again. So I'm just like, I'm not ready to say, oh, well, they're they're going to be better. I'm just like, I don't know that. I'm a wait and see. Like, I'm not saying they don't have a chance to be better. I'm just saying I'm a little more cautious than others. Honestly, bro, they'll be better. And that was for the reason you just named. It wasn't a whole – so teams like uh, – like how they just be getting blew out, like the Falcons and teams like that, like they really be like bad teams. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, bro, I don't just see nobody just turning that around in one year. You know what I mean? Like like the Miko Ryan situation. I feel like that dude going to be a phenomenal coach. I feel like he's going to get ready to do a good job. But that team was just like too bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To just turn it around in one year. It was no, it was, it wasn't, it, it wasn't no coincidence that the Lions looked a little bit more competent and was able to make the playoffs because the year before, even when they lost all of them games, they had like majority of their games was lost off a position or less. So you see what I'm saying? The following years, that's able to build back on. So I'm gonna bring it back to the Broncos. The fact that the offense only scoring 10. 10 or 11 points a game if they was able to score 13 points a game they would have been either second seed in the AFC, afc or or first seed something like that it was a crazy stat to where if they were just able to score two touchdowns a game they would have been like first seed besides what they was so with the offense and and people like russell wilson i, I hate it when people are like oh bro he wasn't playing like what he was playing no pay manning like not being able to throw 30-yard passes, that's like, oh, yeah, bro, your juice is gone. Like, it's it's no more. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson was able to complete passes. It was just too inconsistent. So, which means something up here, which maybe Sean Payne would be able to speak to his mental and get him back on track. We hope so, because if not, he's done. Quarterbacks, kickers, once they mental leave, you kind of got to get rid of them. Unfortunately, um, like I said, I hate what happened to his 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 best friend. You know what I'm saying? But right. at the end of the day, bro, unfortunately, I know it sound bad, bro. Your boy gone. You feel me? Like you got a job to do. He ain't there no more to to, to be a mental coach for you. You feel me? He out of here. So it's like, nah, you got your job on the line. So it's either you gonna pull yourself together, mm-hmm. put your big boy pants on, and go ahead and start throwing the ball, or like I said. It's a couple quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Y'all know I like Quinn Ewers. It's a few uh, uh, K Williams, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, is he going to figure it out right now? Sean Payton, good offensive coordinator to come over there as a head coach. So, I mean, I think they'll they'll be able to turn it around, bro. I'm, I, third in division, second or third. They, they can finish second or third. Either. Second, you tripping with second. You tripping with second. <laughs> <laughs> Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Chargers for sure. Chargers. Are we? Are we sure? 
That's what I'm saying. That's a real look, question mark right look, there. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say about the Chargers is this: I've raised this question multiple times. One, I get it. Mike Lombardi was absolutely awful last year as the offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore, I still believe that Kellen Moore can be an absolutely great coordinator in the NFL. The issue that I have with Kellen Moore is that Kellen Moore does not marry any of his plays together. He literally calls the game like it's mad. There's no rhyme or reason. He just has a bunch of creative plays. None of them seem to really go together, and he just be calling shit. It looks cute on paper, but a lot of times in the game, don't always work. So you're going to an entirely new staff and having to marry in with all those different players. There's going to be some growing pains with that. Also, the Chargers are almost always hurt. All of, And it's not even just like, oh, okay, it's not just, oh, okay, one player. It's Joey Bosa misses games. Khalil Mack is aging and misses games. Uh, Eric Kendricks just got there. Hopefully he can stay. Hopefully he can stay healthy now that he's on his team. Um, Freaking Kenneth Murray will miss games. Derwin James has a long injury history. Justin Herbert last year played with freaking broken ribs. Uh, Keenan Allen missed games. Mike Will has missed games. Like these, like every guy that I just named, these are important players to this team. If you don't have these guys at almost full strength for the entirety of the season, the Chargers ain't doing shit. And there's a good chance that more often than not, at least three of them dudes is going to miss extended time. So We can count on Darren James getting hurt for sure. Darren James is going to miss at least six games this season. Like, for sure. I'm a Chargers fan, so I know. I, I know who's going to get hurt. I hope not. Darren James. Um, <laughs> for he sure, no Darren James. He got no hope. Joey Bosa is going to miss a couple games. Yeah, Joey, uh, not Joey, Bosa, for sure. Joey Bosa is going to miss a couple games for sure. And um, uh, uh, why can't I remember our fucking receiver's name? Uh, not Mike Williams. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. He's for sure going to miss a couple games because his feet is bad. So he's going to miss a couple games. Like, Without a and doubt, that's why they like, got that uh, rookie wide receiver. He's supposed to be like the guy that kind of fills the gap with all the unhealthiness on the wide receiving core of the Chargers. I mean, my big thing for it for the NFC especially is like you said, Herbert had a hurt ribs. I agree, he had hurt ribs. What he played most barbecue of the ribs, and he's going to play most of the games. And I think Herbert, with another year, realizing how. Badly, he choked against the Jaguars where he couldn't get any offensive going in the second half of the game. I hate that. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. Why do you hate that? That's not true. They didn't do anything on offense. They had four. I think it was four or five drives on offense. The Jaguars were dominating in the time of possession. And the drives in which he had, he led them to to game, to like being in field goal range. Yeah, that's we fun. lost that because our coach is ass. Like, we definitely have to get rid of our coach. Like, our coach don't know. He 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 doesn't like. He's he's lost. Like, he doesn't like, know what he's doing. Staley is terrible. He's what he's probably he's probably the worst coach in the division right now since. So, uh, since uh, I mean, McDaniel uh, was in the division. See, so. but th- this is where y'all kind of miss me with that because it's like, yeah, I hear you getting the field goal range, but at the same time, man, like, fuck that, bro. I played the game, man. We is talking just like this, bro. Hey, bro, we got to get more than three. 
especially after hearing brick to them. We need more than three at this point because uh, at the end of the day, old dude was down by 27 points and he got to throwing tutties out there. Like he got to throwing, like he didn't, he yeah. wasn't out there. It's like, oh, bro, we just need to get six, uh, three. Hell no, nah. they was probably telling like, hey, bro, this is the drive where you got to score, bro. We need, we need yes. points on the board right here. Trevor was looking like a baby Herbert. He was looking like a baby Herbert. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how. In a game, bro, how emotions start going, bro. Mm-hmm. At this point, we probably down there told Trevor, like, hey, bro, you ain't throw four of them motherfuckers. Like, hey, come on with it. Come on with it. Hey, bro, this not the time. It's not the time to have no rookie sophomore slump. He looked like a baby. He for sure looked like a baby Herbert out there. I thought we got this out the way. I thought we got this out the way week three. I thought we got this out the way. Come on with it. Like they probably. was like, I was like, damn, I wish we had Trevor Lawrence. Like he was going crazy. You give him a little pat with the. You give him a little pat with the playbook. Let's go. Hey, I'm finna call the one you like. What play you like right here? Okay, I like this play, coach. Run it. I'm dead ass. I'm that's soon as he be like, hey, I like this play right here. Run it. But this is my problem, though. This is this is my biggest problem with the Chargers, right? But this is what hold on. This is what I say. So so Trevor Lawrence started delivering in in the midst of adversity. All right. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, this is just. I'm sorry. This is what I say. He almost got like LeBron. A LeBron fan base. So this is where his fan base digs him in a hole right now. If Herbert is the quarterback, everybody gag over Herbert. After year two, we talking about he can rival Patrick Mahomes skill-wise. Not saying that we say that, but this is just what his fan base saying is Patrick nah, Mahomes. They were saying Herbert he was the second right best there. quarterback. Real Chargers fans don't so, real Chargers fans don't feel that way. You gotta get it done. You because we've had Philip Rivers, we don't seven. feel that way. You just need seven. You Herbert one half to get seven points. You gotta do that. I'm sorry, bro. Cause the cause the next man started throwing four, four, four touchdowns. Like, I'm sorry, bro. You gotta go ahead, get a touchdown in there and get his ass off the field, bro. Sorry, young pup. But next year, you feel me? Because I feel like that's what a lot of other great quarterbacks would. You know, Mahomes would have got the throwing tutties too. Mm-hmm. Don't don't play crazy, bro. Mahomes no, 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 got that's the throwing tutties too. We know, we know Joe Burrow too. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow too. They too, got bro. the throwing tutties too. Like it's just like, all right, bro. At this point, can I say what my problem with the Chargers is? Like you know, what I'm saying like why I feel like we lose games towards the end. I feel like we as I feel like the Chargers team like. Right now, like under Brendan Staley, my issue with him is that our defense got worse. Like we, everybody thought Anthony Lynn was the problem, but Anthony Lynn had like a top, at least a top ten defense every time. Like you know, what I'm saying he was every year he was coach. So we got rid of Anthony Lynn. We brought in a defensive coach, Brandon Staley, and our defense has gotten worse every single year up underneath him. And my problem with Dan, uh, with Staley is that our defensive line. So our defensive line is like a Pac-12 defensive line. Like it does, it's not built to stop the run. And then because it's not built to stop the run, teams are able to run and do short yardage passes and gash us in playoffs. Because in playoffs, if you plan a if you plan a QB that knows how to move in the fucking pocket and like fucking like extend drives, then like that short pad that short pass is if your D line doesn't if you if you have a fucking shitty 
like run defense that equates to like a shitty short game pass defense. So like little screens, little short yardage runs, like we getting fucking killed on those all the time. Like and fucking um what's his name? Derwin James, he's always fucking hurt. So we never like you know what I'm saying our safety that's supposed to come down and kill shit like that. He's never like really like in play to fucking like stop that shit. Like he's either hurt, so he's compromised, or he's not in the game at all. So like we're fucked. Like in my opinion, like until we get with a Brandon Staley, or until we sh- shake up like the D line, because we got the edge rusher like with Bosa and stuff like that. And then like even like when we had Ingram, like we had like rushers, we had people to get to the quarterback, but we never really had people to stop like the short game. Or like the fucking run game, and then the fucking playoffs. That's what kills you. Like that's what Tom Brady used to kill us with. Like he used to kill us with fucking dink and dunks and stuff. And like towards the end of the game, we'd always lose in the end. So I want to. Like, I want to say something. I want to say something. To what Bama said, right? Um, and so like I feel you with like the Mahomes thing, and I feel you on like it's kind of like the LeBron thing where people put him on too much of a high pedestal, right? So, like, makes you be like, all right, if he's that caliber, like, I'm expecting him to cash in on that. But then that's not even, like, having – in my opinion, that's not even having, like, a real take on a person because now you're basing – you're putting other people's standards rather than your own, right? So I hear you on that. And when people do say, like, Mookie, he's the second-best quarterback or, like, he's a lock top five and everything, it's like, no, he still has some things in this game that he needs some correcting on. And I feel you on that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at the uh, at the other side, he did answer back. But let's be real too, like he did have Travis Etienne, like Travis. I don't know why, but Travis Etienne and what he did in that second half that just goes underrated because Etienne was Bama. You know, you know, you know, because you love running. Etienne was toting that bitch. He was toting it like it was nothing. While Herbert on the other end, they didn't even have anything close to that. So I hear your point. Because of other people's expectations, where they gotta they gotta lower their standards on him. But then at the same time, it's just very hard for me to be like, bro, the dude have four drives, and without a run game, he put them in field goal range. And without a run game, it's actually harder harder to score in the red zone too. So it's like, how do I expect somebody like cash in on something like that on four tries? You feel what I'm saying? We have a run game, though. Eckler is a top 10 running back. Yeah, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, He's a pass. Uh, he's a pass catching back. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say what man. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't tell. He's not I wouldn't running give in between the, the tackles like that. To, yeah, I wouldn't man, give the ball to Eckler and tell him to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, I wouldn't give the ball to Eckler and tell him to run like a draw or some shit like that. But I definitely would give the ball to Eckler like in space and like let him move around. Like, we have a we have a decent run game. In my opinion, our offense isn't necessarily the problem it's our defense like i just said they came back on us like it's our defense like at the end of the day and our defense got worse we have a defensive head coach and our defense like like let that set in we have a defensive head coach and our defense has gotten shittier year by year like so let that set in, bro. Like, come got, on, bro. Like, like, come on, a, bro. I got a question for you because, I mean, I agree. It's at the end of the day, it's a two-part reason why you you didn't. They came back. The defense let them definitely choked, and offense. The offense couldn't score a single 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 freaking points. But my question for for you is, is Justin Herbert? Does Justin Herbert have it? 
Do you trust Herbert when the game is on the line in an important game against the other elite quarterbacks to win you the game? We need a coach to get the Phillip Rivers juju off of us. Phillip Rivers always had a knack for fucking throwing a fucking pick when we didn't Herbert need has that same knack, like, though. And he Herbert has the same exact. That's why I feel so bad for Anthony Lynn because he had to come in and try to get the uh, Phillip Rivers juju off of us. Like that curse of just like fucking yourself when you don't need to fuck yourself at all. Like Whoa. we have that. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like Anthony Lynn, like he was coaching that out of us. And then we like fired him for some reason because we thought that like he couldn't coach up, even though he was an offensive coach, we thought he couldn't coach up fucking um, uh, uh, Herbert. So then we brought in a defensive coach. Cause that makes sense. Like, that makes a whole bunch of sense. Like we bring in, we bring in Brandon Staley. So bad for the <laughs> And then we don't want to fire him, even though he's clearly terrible. He's bad at he's bad at, at like late game decisions. He makes Pray he doesn't call he is a pain. He is a pain. He's a pain. He's a pain to have as Wait, a coach. How much like years? How much years has he been coaching the Chargers? In like one or two years? This is his second. His past year was the second year, I believe. We yeah, fired right, so um, made the playoffs. I mean, I mean, bro, making the playoffs like Anthony Lynn was on the way. To, this is Anthony Lynn's roster. This is Anthony Lynn's brainchild. Like the the same rock. We have the same roster minus um Ingram on the line. Like literally, like it's the same exact roster. Like that, you know, what I'm saying Anthony Lynn had, and we and we have the we run the same exact offense that he was running. Minus the defense somehow. I don't get it. Like, the defense is terrible. I just don't – somebody explain. Like, I need someone to explain. Maybe in the chat I can get some answers. I'm looking. Like, why Why is our defense <laughs> shitty and we have a defensive coach? Oh, Mookie. I need an answer. Yo. Yo, Yo. We're, 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 exposing, we're exposing Justin Herbert, man. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is better, by the way. He's so they're questioning: Does he have that? So Rodell, You said what? Are we trolling today? Yeah. Does Does Justin Herbert have that it factor? Absolutely, have his it factor. Uh, it's telling alone makes him have it factor. Um, you look at a guy like Justin Herbert, who's done nothing but made NFL history since stepping into the league as a rookie broke records, um, did something that no other quarterback did throughout their first three seasons in uh, NFL history. On top of that, um, if you just look at his talent alone, he's one of the best passers in the NFL. His combination of athleticism, uh, throwing talent. Athleticism is overrated. He doesn't move that. I'm sorry. Right now, put yourself on mute and let the nigga talk. I will. My bad, big homie. My bad, big homie. Damn. Uh, uh, his ability to um, process coverage well. His ability, his pocket awareness is elite. He has a cannon of an arm. He fits footballs into tight windows. His ability to uh, recognize plays pre-snap and post-snap really well. That all of that, all of that <laughs> makes combined. All of that combined makes Bam, you, he, all of all of that combined makes him one of the greatest. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Um, so what you mean he had the it factor? See, a lot of these guys that crucify Justin Herbert and we sit there and like say NFL that he's ultimate team or like. Hold on, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys sit there and crucify 
uh, Justin Herbert knows that they just don't know the situation about the San Diego Chargers, and they're just casual. They don't watch the games. You can't sit there and blame Justin Herbert on why his defense gave up three straight touchdowns in the second half. But football is the ultimate team sport, and y'all think it's just individual and blaming it all on just the quarterback when there's other factors on breaking down the game and seeing what went wrong. It is what it is. And so does Herbert goddamn have the it factor? He's I'm a top saying, two quarterback bro. in the NFL, nigga. Mookie, you said you played the game, bro. I I be hearing y'all like you right, yes and no. But at the <laughs> point where we are in football today, the quarterback means a fucking lot. I'm sorry, excuse my language again. I know I get like two or three. So for me, you saying some shit that I know, like we all know the quarterback is the most important position. So, 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 but when so we sit even, here, even when we the sit here, in, because huh, he can, he can bandaid. Because look, look, hear me out, hear me out. I, I, this because I, I only go from like what I'm experienced, bro. We had not, QBs bro, between three QBs, bro. Them boys had. Bro, them boys had 16 touchdowns and 36 turnovers between <laughs> interceptions and fumbles. Between Magically, who? through the portal, we get a court. Bro, listen here. Boy, that's what can t- I ain't going to say he could turn water into wine because there's only one man that can do that. But that nigga was turning tea into whiskey. <laughs> the team went from looking like, damn, bro, y'all kind of don't look like y'all need to be a D2 team to, hey, bro, y'all might win this shit. Like, so I hear you, but it's like, bro, you see when your quarterback make the right plays versus the wrong plays, what that do for your team. Like, so in, in the most in and it, and it's go and it goes vice. Hold on, Bama, it goes vice. Hold on, Bama, it goes no. vice versa. You see your quarterback makes the right plays and your defense make the wrong play and but put it, the offense in a bad here. situation. You ain't, you ain't hear little buddy. He was just he was, he was preaching. Justin Herbert looked like Philip Rivers 2.0. Like you can that's see just, that's, that's a casual that's a casual take. Like, oh, that, that's that's, that's, a, that's a casual take, bro. He's way more because, but, the reason why the reason why Justin like, Herbert hold on, hold on. Bro, the reason why Justin that Herbert, was a bad read. What have that? I ever hold on hold on hold on? Let me ask you something. Before you sit there and say somebody's Philip Rivers point two, we just gotta look at Philip Rivers. <laughs> have we have have we seen Philip Rivers, ladies and gentlemen, right? Has the number one ranked defense, the number one ranked offense missed the postseason, bro? I mean, uh, yeah, missed bro, the we had a good defense on the Sean Merriman, bro. Like, he was fumbling it back then. Have we ever seen Justin Herbert at least have a top 10 defense once throughout his career? I'm lower it for you. I'm going to hire a top 15 defense. Y'all, t- y'all sit here and want to talk about how. Oh, Justin Herbert don't have the hit factor, but you're not understanding that Justin Herbert, out of the elite level quarterbacks, right? He's playing in one of the worst situations in football out of the elite tier quarterbacks, bro. We're not talking about how Justin Herbert in his rookie year was poor, was pressure at a historical rate, and still the offense. There's nothing wrong with the offense. The offense is great. We don't talk about. Hold on. We don't talk about how Justin Herbert in his second year threw for over 5,000 yards with his receivers, led the lead in drops, and he completed 69% of his passes. 
We're not talking about that. We're not talking about how Justin Herbert missing uh, most of his first and second wide receivers option as well, playing with G League practice wide receivers, and still able to get the Chargers and lead them to the goddamn playoffs and winning games. His was just down here. His down year is better than any other quarterback's production. So when I value nice. quarterbacks, I value their production, their impact, their ability to actually put their teams in a great situation to win. And if I assess how their situation is bad, we talk about poor defense, poor special team, poor coaching as well, then I'm not going to sit there and put the blame on the quarterback because if the quarterback do their job, they do their job. They cannot control the defensive side of the ball. It's real talk is easy. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. With I, that. I, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the. I'm not mad at the offense. Like, okay, so the off, like, we can score points. My issue with Justin Herbert is that when the chips is on the line, he's gonna do some fuck shit. Like, maybe okay, seven times out of ten. That's my issue. That's my only issue with Justin Herbert. Like, he may do some Philip Rivers esque stuff. Like, young, you know what I'm saying, seven times out of ten. And maybe that's just being young. Like, I can see him getting out of that. I think the athleticism's overrated. Like, I don't think he's that athletic. Like, uh, he ain't uh, like – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sir, sir. It's very few quarterbacks. Before you say that, you got to you gotta think. Put your thinking cap on. Drink some water. Sit down in the chair and think. Understand, when do you ever see a quarterback that is 6'6", 220 pounds, Got a cannon of a goddamn arm. Is a dual threat <laughs> quarterback can step up in the pocket that can move with his legs at that and can move around like that and has the talent that he possessed. That's what we yeah, call I'm, athleticism. That's what we know. call with more barbecue value. ribs than Mark Speed store. Like you know, what I'm saying, bro, got more barbecue ribs than Mark Speed. We actually, we actually saw a real what version of it, and it was Cam Newton. But yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, Cam Newton was great. So I want to, I want to define my term of like. I want to define my term of like having the it factor because I agree that Justin Herbert is like uniquely talented. We can all agree. He yep. throws a bunch of I, yards. I totally he's yes. pretty yeah. athletic, all that good stuff. But when I'm saying like you have the it factor, what I'm talking about is when the chips are on the line, you are Ooh. the guy that I can trust to win the game no matter what. Right. That's we can all recognize that about. Mahomes has the it factor. Burrow has the it factor. I Herbert don't know if Justin Herbert has the it factor. He can have all the talent in the world. He can't be Mahomes. I don't know what you got. I don't know. Hey, can, can he be Burrow? Can but, he be but, just Joe? Hold on, Burrow, hold on, hold on. I, I don't know what your name is, but tell me how Justin Herbert. I... Mookie. Did, Am I tripping or did he just stop talking? I'm sorry, that boy got slid under a car. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you comparing that boy Justin to two. Y'all hear me, bro? I hear you now. I hear you now. Yeah, we hear Let me say this right quick. When you sit there and say that Justin Herbert does not have the it factor, do you know Justin Herbert out of the active quarterbacks alone is is top three, top four in game-winning drives in the NFL as an active quarterback? So – when we sit in there and say, yes, we've seen Justin Herbert be clutch. We have seen Justin Herbert against the Raiders this year against the Titans, uh, made clutch throws to Mike Williams and got the extra uh, uh, yards. Raiders and Titans are not moving me, bro. Hold on, hold on. Well, Mike Williams is a monster. Let me ask you something. You, you base a quarterback not having the it factor off of wins 
in losses, bro. I do not no. judge that, especially when we're looking at quarterbacks, because it, it quarterback goes much beyond winning, bro. There's other things that that has to factor in in winning a football game. Yes, the quarterback is important, but there's other factors as well. When I look at a if you don't have the quarterback, I, I you need here, the scheme. I can sit there. Justin Herbert can have a great game when it drives downfield, and next thing you know, we got a minute and thirty seconds left, and and and, and the 49ers march down the field, score a touchdown. Is we going to sit there and and get on Justin Herbert because he lost, and sit there saying he has a, has the impact? No, we assess the games, we watch the games. I just gave you the stat that he's top five out of any active quarterback in the in the league in game when it drives as well. He only been in the league for three years, but you going to sit there based on him not having the it factor? Because yeah. see, this is what I do. Can I go after you, Bama? Unfortunately, I, I I watch college football too, man. So when I watch Justin Herbert at Oregon, we saw this several times. Yep. Bo Nix only completed nine passes in the. <laughs> Bo Nix only completed nine passes versus that boy versus Auburn. The only reason they lost that game, which is Oregon, Justin Herbert. Passed the ball behind the first down. It was like <laughs> he threw a little dump pass out the backfield. Had a receiver running a five. At that point, I was like, Bro, talented. Ta he was still talented in college. Arm everything, bro. At that crucial point in, in in the crucial part of a game, like what Stat Path just said, bro. He just did some club shit, like bro, like what? <laughs> If I'm the coach, I'm spazzing because what I needed to throw broke open. Like, why would you throw it? What possessed you? Hey, Bam, hey, Bama, 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 hold on, Bama, This is why this fast forward to the NFL. He's still in the NFL. This is why that's bad. We could really flex our arm now because that's instead bad of logic, man. 15 to 12 yard comebacks, they 20 to they 20 to 15. So now we really can flex our arm. Now we really maximizing our, our, our abilities. But it all boiled back down to in crucial parts, he just got bad decision making. Like, yeah, dub, you right. He does get the ball into the end zone sometimes, but at the same time. He just has some parts where, bro, it's a straight cap. Some shit that just make the whole team be like, bro, what? Bro, right, just not him, bro. This, this is oh what, my this goodness, what man. Look, this is what I'm gonna say with the Justin Herbert. Y'all hear me, bro? In, in particular, I hear you. In particular, bro, Bamba, what you? Hey, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let me let me get this off now. I'll let you reply to Bamba. Yeah. All right. I get it. Everybody's gonna put the. Justin Herbert's gonna have to shoulder the blame of this playoff game, whether it's actually his real, like it's really his fault or not, because he's the quarterback. That's just how we look at quarterbacks. Is it fair? No, but that's the way it goes. Like it is what it is. The real, honestly, the real reason why they lost that game is because, like I was saying earlier, the Chargers are known to do two things: not run an offense that is actually conducive to the talent around them, yep. and get hurt. What happened at the end of that first half that nobody remembers? Michael Davis, their other Michael Davis, their other corner that nobody talks about. That quietly mm -hmm. one of the is one of the better corners in the league. He gets hurt going into the second half. Now all of a sudden, Asante Samuel Jr., who's been having the game in his life, doesn't get to play off ball and just read route combos and just pick off the ball at will. 
because he has to go fill in for his homie who's now on the sideline. So now the defense looks completely different. Mm-hmm. So they can't play the coverages they've been playing that have been confusing uh, Trevor Lawrence. So now, cool. Everything opens up for him. And it's <sighs> then we see the comeback. We saw the result. <sighs> at the end, But at the end of the day, there are some things with Justin Herbert he's going to have to clean up. He's young. He's not perfect. Like, Patrick Mahomes told us literally in year three, like, hey, guys, I'm in year three, and I'm just now really starting to learn how to read NFL defenses. Like, he said that out of his own mouth. This is after this man had won an MVP, after this man had won a Super Bowl. Like, it happens. They're young. He's, so, he's just that good. He's just that good. He's no, the GOAT. He's, yeah, facts. He's just the GOAT. Everybody can't be the GOAT. It's okay. It's okay. It's only crowd him. He's a goat. Fact. He's a goat. Yep. He's a goat. He, 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 he's good as he's good as shit. And it hurts me to say the best in the world. He's really good. He's 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 but probably I mean, the best. I don't want to compare Herbert to Mahomes, obviously, but I'm bringing up Joe Burrow for a reason. They were drafted in the same draft class, and what Joe Burrow has done versus what Justin Herbert has done is night and day. So I mean, in terms of talent. I feel like you could argue Herbert is more talented because he has the arm strength, obviously. Oh, yeah, he in theory. Yeah, more athletic. But when it's down, when the chips are down, I will trust Justin Joe Burrow nine times out of ten. Look, over I, I, I'll trade Mike Williams. I'll trade Mike Williams and Herbert for uh Burrow right now. Like Yo. Oh my God! Like I'd give up Mike Williams and Herbert for Burrow this second. Oh my God! Like we could finally beat Mahomes. Like we could finally get him. We could finally get Mahomes up out of here if we had Burrow. Right, relax, relax. Like, relax. I'm about to say, right, relax. right. Yeah, you might be you might be pushing it a little too far there. What do you mean? Or oh, if we had Lamar, oh my God, we could get. Oh, oh I'm definitely my not God. concerned about Lamar. Don't worry yeah, about that. I ain't, I ain't concerned. Will you? Uh, y'all yeah. trip. See, I'm from Louisville, I, and I and I went. I'm I'm a U of L alum, so like, I, and I went when like Lamar, like me and Lamar came in the same class. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying I watched him. Like, you know, what I'm saying Barbara's like that. Like he's like that. Like that. Like yeah. he's. It's- it's crazy like how this. it's crazy how like the world has so much like diff deferring views on uh what's his name on Lamar Herbert. Lamar Lamar on Lamar, uh, on Lamar. people on Lamar Jackson. and the people, people that have, don't like him it's people, co- it confuses me like people, how could you people not have like put that? Lamar in a certain people have put Lamar in a certain box and a lot of the a lot of the the arguments for other people. Mm-hmm. Are not given to Lamar Facts. for whatever for whatever reason, whatever bias they have, whether it's a personal one or they've just typecast him into being a certain type of player, or don't necessarily ask like necessarily know what he's being asked to do in his office. <clears throat> so they're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like he's fun to watch. He just run around a lot, though. He's not really. And I'm like, mm, mm, I, I wouldn't say that. I would not say that. Like we talk about situations oh, cool, matter a whole bunch. I promise you, if I took Lamar Jackson out of that Greg Roman offense, and y'all gonna see more right. of it here. If I promise you, I promise you. If he had if Bobby Petrino was his offensive coordinator right now, oh my god. 
Oh my god. I don't I don't I don't, I don't dislike know, I'm the PFF captain, bro. <laughs> Y'all know how many times I sat there and watched Lamar go one, two, three, one, two, three. And then he just scrambles out of nowhere. And that's the only thing they bring up. See, that's the only thing he's good at. I was like, they he just, just went through his reads twice. From one side of the field to the other before he decided, and hey. You, and you see cool, it fundamentally. Boom, boom. Bro, I watched it, bro. We was one James Quick running out the motherfucking um, side of the uh, sideline side for fucking beating Clemson, bro. We could have went to the national championship, Louisville, bro. Like, bro, like it hurts. It hurts us. You don't understand how much that hurts us. And James Quick is from the city, bro. Like, like you know, what I'm saying he's he's, but that hurts, bro. Like it's hard. Like it's hard. Imagine being the Chicago Bears watching that game and say, you know what? I'll take Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> being the Chicago Bears watching that game right there between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, be like, you know what? I'm gonna take Mitchell Trubisky. Like, like I said, like I said, family, certain people will see Lamar play and put him in a box, not fully understanding. What he actually is. I'm not saying the dude's perfect, because truthfully, not a single one of these quarterbacks are. Even Patrick Mahomes, he's not perfect. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. I mean, but, he's pretty close. I mean, he he's the closest. Nah, he, nah. versus, that game versus Cincinnati when they had lost, when they lost in the second half, dub, you gotta lie, bro. You can't lie. Patrick Mahomes doing some ignorant shit. That he, was he, was he was forcing the ball down the middle of the field. Yeah, he was him, making him throw it. To, they was taking the middle of the field the away Herbert, from him, bro. And, and he was, he was just being ignorant. So yeah, he was like, doing. He, he was talking about the last. You talking about the last time they played, the la- yeah. like this year. That's what they call reading the press clip. Wait, the, the year before. The, 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 the year before. The year before. Yeah, yeah, in the playoffs, they lost yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, they, they lost, lost that big lead against the Bengals. Oh, yeah, they, so they, they was like twenty-one three or something. And, and yeah, Mahomes, they were Mahomes cooking them. Mahomes was cooking them. Mahomes, yeah, but but he cooked too. He he, he stayed in the kitchen too long, bro. Like he was, you know what I'm saying? Like he cooked throwing ignorant. He just throw, started mm-hmm. throwing. Yeah, ignorant. yeah. Like, and then and then you could see a shift. Like somewhere in the fourth quarter, he was like, "Oh no, nah, fuck this." And it was like in the fourth quarter, bro. He just turned it on, and his mother just fucking started torching them, bitch. Like I don't know, like bro, Mahomes is just no. He's talking about oh, the the Bengals the game. Where he choked the lead against the Bengals. Baby, baby, what you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. You talking about what I'm talking about, right? No, 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 no. That's the one y'all won. <laughs> the, year before, they, the, the year before, where they the year before y'all came lost. Back. You remember when they thought mm-hmm. they was talking about? They came on the show. They was like, "Oh, the Patrick Mahomes choke." And I mean, I wouldn't really call it. A oh yeah, he do that. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I gotta keep yeah. the same energy. He choked. I, I ain't gonna say yeah, choke. It wasn't was was a choke. He just. I hate that much. shit. I, I hate that shit he because I can like never say Mahomes choke. Like I've seen him go too crazy to be like he no, choked. He just time, did too much. That was a good learning lesson for Mahomes because after he lost that, he definitely dialed in for the next season. And the way he played yeah. was uh, pretty different compared to last season, where he was kind of gunslinging a little, taking too many. 
he was taking too many chances last year, yeah. the year before. Yeah, and whenever then he, he left the pocket, he had a, he, he knew where he was going. He was like, all right, I'm going to get this first down. Like, I'm not just, like, getting out the pocket just to get out the pocket. If I'm going to get out yeah. the pocket, all right, I'm, I'm ducking it down right here. Like, or I'm running straight to get this first down. I'm sliding. Like, he wasn't messing around, like, this past season. Like, and that's what's scary. Like, if he gets like that, if he's going to play like that, for the rest of his career, like then my charges have no hope, and that's why I'm sad. What gets me <laughs> mad? What gets me mad is like in in uh Rod Rodell. I keep that shit throwing me off. Um, like you guys gotta learn how to to tell the difference between choking and like being too complacent, right? They thought that they were just outclassing them the whole time, so they just took it happens. They got complacent now. Is it bad? That's Both still choking if you lose it. It's not choking, bro. Like, it's just a difference. Choking is like you succumbing to the pressures around you. Yeah, right? like in that game, if Pat Mahomes would have been like 5 for 35, 78 yards, like no no touchdowns, four interceptions. Like, yeah, he damn near choked that. Like, that was just so, I mean, my thing is I agree with what you're saying to an extent, but like – when anytime there's a situation and I actually kind of put complacency in the same vein, because once you change your mindset, your mindset is not, I'm going to win the game. Your mindset is, you know, your mindset is not, I'm going to make sure we're going to win the game. It's, Oh, we're going to win the game. I'm not worried about it. And the moment you make that mindset switch and you lose, you choke because you change your mindset and you didn't win, that's because of who, what you did individually. Ah, watch this, watch this, right? Let's say me – no, I don't agree with that at all. Bama, Bama, let's say me and you, right, we playing one-on-one together, right? You over here, you get a lead on me, you up 7-2. No, 9-2. So you need like two more buckets to win. All right, let me start messing around. I'm going to head myself. I start rallying back. I start rallying back, and all of a sudden, you know – then you're like, oh, shit, it's tied up 9-9. Nine, nine. Let me lock in real quick. When it's tied up line 9, we're going back at it. Then it's like 10-10 right now. It's win by two. I hit a three to win the game. You want to say that you choked that shit? He's like, nah, I got complacent. Let you come back. I didn't really choke that shit. I just got complacent. Let's run it back. Correct? No, you choked. 100% you choked. That's not You could have finished the not game. Choking. Yeah, sure. I 100% look, all, I'm, all I'm saying, all I, I'm saying. I, I just look at things differently, bro. To me, when I see when I see that, I'm because, bro, if you dominate like that, that's choking to y'all. That coming from Pat Mahomes is kind of choking because it's uncharacteristic of him. This is, but I don't want to say it because I'm a Chargers fan and I don't want like to add fuel to the fire. So look, it didn't come from me, but low key kind of like choked that. So, man, but you would say that you choke. I want to say Pat Mahomes choked, bro. Like, no, he didn't. I just feel like for for certain dudes, like, like, bro, that's just some cluck shit, bro. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why did yeah. why did you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I give some dudes the benefit of the doubt because it's like they kind of like showed, like, he showed me too much good shit for me just to be like, oh, bro, you choke. You know what I'm saying? And he still kind of semi perform. It was just. A lot of them passes down the field, bro. It's just like, damn, bro, you know better than that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you, like, like you, know you said, he semi-performed. The, the moment you don't perform like how you're usually supposed to perform because you think something is going to be given to you, because this is the situation with the complacency argument, you think you're just about to get given the win because you have a huge lead. 
that's fine. I mean, that, I mean, that's fine that you have a huge lead. But once you start thinking differently, that's when things are going to start happening negatively. Especially, it gets worse when you think that, oh, I'm about to get given this win, and then they start rallying back. Then that complacency in your mindset won't be able to return into, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm a killer. It, you won't be able to return. He to that turned game. it back though. He turned it back because there was some clutch drives that happened in that game. It's for sure. But still almost pulled it out. That's how good he is. The way I view the way I view choking and complacency is different. Because choking to me, there's a certain level of like you pissing in between your legs, you sweating too much under the armpits, you getting nervous, the pressure's you're cracking, it's breaking you. That's choking. Pressure breaks pipes. But when I'm being complacent, I have the confidence no matter what. I just let my foot off the pedal a little bit. That's it. When the Ravens, when the Ravens over here uh, allowed the uh, Dolphins to come back, in my head, I'm not. I'm like, bitch, they got complacent. Like, I'm not looking at it as a choke yeah, job. They got did. complacent. They let their foot off the pedal. I'm you like, it's, put it's, it's not them. them it's, not the, it's, not, it's not that the pressure got too much and they cracked. No, they got complacent because they were cooking cooking them so bad. They're like, fuck it. These guys are ass. And then you got, got, you got caught with a right hook. You got caught with an uppercut that sent your ass to the ground. They, they put that's what in a fight you put your fucking hands down because you're getting too comfortable in a fight. And when you kept put, put your hands down, you get knocked the fuck out. That's complacency, it's just different. Look, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see the same, same way. I mean, they, I don't really see uh, how that's complacency um, man, choke, choke um, like that. All I'm imagine to you the, the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl when the Falcons let the freaking Patriots come back and that crazy lead. Imagine you telling, like, how do they win? It's like, oh, I got complacent. Like, you're in the super – this is the most important game of your life. This will legitimize Matt Ryan's legacy, and you get complacent? Nah. All right, all right. Look, this is a good analogy right here. Imagine you rolling up – imagine you rolling a big-ass stone up the hill, right, and the hill's going up a certain angle. And then, like, like you doing it, and then you get used to it, so you just start, like, you know what I'm saying? You just start, you like, fuck it, like, let me go ahead and, like, like do it with one hand. Then out of nowhere, bro, the hill just gets steep as shit. And, like, you don't even notice it because you're walking, you've been doing it for a little while, like, you've been cruising, like, you just been cruising. Then the hill gets steep as shit, you doing it with one hand. And then all of a sudden, you're like, bro, what the fuck? And then it just, like, started, like, you like, oh. And then you try to put your other hand up, but you're not used to it. So, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that. It's bro, like, you know, individualized for a team sport. Well, I brought up the Ravens, and I brought up the Ravens yeah. and the uh, Dolphins and everything. So, that's that's the team sport. Ben, what were you about to say? But what I was going to say with the Falcons, bro, I'm glad y'all bought that No, I'm up. talking about with the Mahomes so, thing. I ain't talking about what you said. No, no, yeah, but, but he was saying with the Falcons, like, oh, that's – it, 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 it got a tie to the same thing because we're saying they got complacent. Nah, the reason why the Falcons is more of a choke job because the last time we saw Matt Ryan, he failed to pick up a first down in the fourth quarter versus the Seahawks when he won the MVP. So fast forward, now you finally get over the hump of missing out on the playoffs because you couldn't pick up a first down in the fourth quarter. So you finally get over the hump, get to the Super Bowl, you get up 28. And then you morph right back into the same dude that couldn't pick up a first down in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship versus the Seahawks. So it's like with Patrick Mahomes, at least we saw a sample of 
he had been to two Super Bowls already, won one, lost one to the mm-hmm. Patriots. I mean, what lost one to the Bucks because of a bad O line. We could argue and say that was a, that was a bad O line while he lost that. Yeah. Wouldn't really say he choked that one. So he already been to two Super Bowls. Then he go back to another AFC championship. So that's three yeah, AFC championships. In that AFC championship where he's still picking up first down in the fourth quarter, it was a battle. Like you just keep it real, bro. Even though he threw that bullshit, it went to overtime. A, it went to overtime, which they was just crying about it because the round before, they just had a shootout to where uh, Pat Mahomes won the toss, beat Josh uh, Allen at overtime, threw a quick tutty down uh-huh. there, ended that. The very next game, went to overtime, won the toss again, and they end up losing the game. So you see what I'm saying? You see how it boiled down to, to where – he still was battling the whole game. It wasn't like he was underperforming the whole game or the game. The game still went to overtime, and then he just did some ignorant shit at the end. Like, look, I'm a look. I'm a just where's that up too, man? Look, all I'm saying with Mahomes thing in particular with that one game, he didn't choke. He got beat. Like to the point that to the point that I was to the point that I was saying earlier, where he came out and said, "Hey guys, it's my third year, and I'm just now starting to figure out." NFL defenses. That defense was playing out their body though. Like, remember, like that defense, like, like, yeah, like that defense was that line was playing out their body. Like, like I, like the line, like they can't get a sack in the regular season to save their life. But somehow, when they play with Mahomes, like they just like get like they just it's like me. They like oh, fresh me, like Mahomes, like. Look, I don't. I wish I had they line like the defense, for real. Like, the defensive line played an extremely great game, but thing the reason why I say they got beat is because they literally went outside of their tendencies and just started playing cover one. They just started playing cover one cross the whole time. Right. Like they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like you're not used to seeing this because people are scared to play this coverage against you because they think it's going to be too easy for you to read. So cool. We'll give you a bunch of looks pre-snap and then just roll to that. And just Man. make sure our guys go get you. And boy, they put, they put heat to that ass. <laughs> like and don't get me wrong though, another thing too, don't him learning them defenses, like NFL, bro, them boys really play defense out there. Like you, you you got dudes that sit up on the line and drop back in the coverage. You got dudes that creep down, they form triangles on around one receiver. It's a lot they got going on. You got dudes that play cover two over here. They playing cover four over here. Like, so it's like, I feel like year three, that's still pretty fast to pick up on all of that. That's kind of what I I took from that. It's like, hey, bro, I finally cracked the code to the matrix. It wasn't like a, oh, man, I finally figured out what a cover two and cover one is. It's like, nah, bro, now I know, like, Oh, this dude really not blitzing right here. He's probably yeah. about to drop into the flats. Exactly. Like, he knowing shit like that. Like, oh, I got you right here. Like, little stuff where they, oh, I know how to make checks. And now you see it. Like, he, I mean, he ain't he in the ball. Yeah, like, he's he like he talking about the, right there. Hold yeah. up, G, when you're talking about the grace, I feel like reading that coverage and shit, like, that shit overrated when you got the talent and the IQ to over, overmatch what you're going against. Like, for instance, Peyton Manning, when he threw that pick six, he didn't think he knew Tracy was going to sit on that slant. Sit on that. He probably been to Tracy. We gonna eat, uh, go eat on that and go get it. But Peyton Manning watched the most film, got the highest IQ and most of the QB. So I feel like when you talking about IQ, some people talent overcome, some people talent don't. So in that sense, I don't know. Mahomes, he just he is who he is. Dude be balling. Yeah, you gotta get me cut it. Oh, 
I think he has the IQ. Mahomes, of the I think he's both. Mahomes is, Mahomes is next level. Bro. Like, I, the only thing, the only thing that will probably keep anybody from saying Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback we have ever seen play football is the fact that Tom Brady has won seven rings and he got one. Oh, don't worry, sure. don't worry about that. Yeah, about I seen that. Tom Brady beat my homes though, so it's just like, man, it's that like yeah. that Super Bowl don't count. Nigga bro, that, <laughs> that team was so low in bro. I, I ain't trying to talk about that Super right, Bowl, bro. That, that was crazy. But Tom but, Brady on the shit beating my homes, bro, in his prime. Like, we gotta like talk about that. Like we got the Lamar conversation was interesting. I'm curious, what, how well do you guys really think Lamar Jackson will be in terms of, like, obviously he does, plays really well in the regular season. Obviously they're going to put up points. He's going to have dynamic plays. But now Greg Roman is not the scapegoat for Lamar Jackson anymore. You can't use him as an excuse. So now, especially considering they have Odell Beckham and mm-hmm. the uh, that one receiver they got, I forgot what they call it, in addition to Mark J.K. Dobbins, what's he say? Zay Flowers. So when it comes down to the Ravens, you they did everything they could. They got pieces. They got rid of the coach you don't like and the scheme you don't like. So now, how well do we really think Lamar Jackson will do as a quarterback, especially in comparison to what he's already done? Versus his competition, like Burrow, like Herbert. So let's like go Lewis. last year. Let's go last year. How he was doing without uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins before he had got injured, he was doing well. So I say you add J.K. and Gus back to the backfield. You add a number two and uh, Zane Flowers. You could put Adele or Zay at number two. Rashad at the one. Mark Andrews at the tight end spot. You got Duvernay doing his matric shit. You know, then you already know how the defense about to come. So I think Lamar about to ball out this year. I think people want to sleep on him and Deshaun in that division. Just because of Jordan, they says they flowers is the best receiver in 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 can so far, like by far. They said he's better than OBJ, he better than Bateman, he better than like anybody. Like he's by far the best receiver in camp so far. So like I could have told you that we'll see. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what they said. They said they flowers look looking nice. So look, this is what I expect from Lamar. I expect one that offense to be much more diverse, which is going to give people real problems, because now you don't, now you don't get to just line up and play phone booth football anymore. Now you're going to have to defend the entirety of the field, which when you're playing a quarterback with Lamar, like Lamar Jackson, that's the scariest part about having to play with him. That's why I hated the scheme he was playing in before, because basically, like yeah, you might be able to run the ball. But because you're able to run the ball because of all these condensed formations and you've got three tight ends on the field, you're also not spreading anybody out. Like, the thing that scares you as a defensive coordinator is this guy can stretch the field vertically because he can with his arm. And on top of that, he can stretch it horizontally. And I can't play most of, I can't play most of my fancy coverages because they're unsound against the guy who's that good and that dynamic running with football in his hands. Greg Roman's scheme and the fact that they had no receivers who could really beat man coverage consistently, that right. nobody was scared of them. That's why the Titans lined up that first year they went to the playoffs and they're just like, dog, we're not playing anything but cover one. You have Willie, not- you have Willie Sneed 
running routes. <laughs> out. Hey, he ain't getting open against man coverage. And not only that, everybody want to say Lamar can't make the easy throws and stuff like that. And the sh- and like his short game is like inconsistent. My thing is, is that the, with Greg Roman, the short game was the run game. Like his look, like the issue with Greg Roman was that he he had trouble scheming up easy throws for Lamar and receivers. Like that was his problem. Like only thing, like his short game in his mind, it was like if I got Lamar, like the short game's gonna be like a fucking RPO, like rather than like you know what I'm saying something that's like designed to like you know what I'm saying get like five yards and that's it. Like in the past game, like. So, like, people don't even know if Lamar can, like, make, like, short throws because, like, the scheme that he was in wasn't even, like, built for that. Like, Greg Roman doesn't value, like, five-yard throws. Like, he's like, I can get five yards in a run, like, easy. Like, why would I, like, waste that? Why would I waste the play on that? Look, all so, those – Todd Morgan, when he was in, uh, in Cleveland with Odell, they offense was like that. They spread the ball. They was using Jarvis. They was using people Jones, Odell. They was using all them boys in a, in a good way, and they was running the ball with their two-headed monster, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They got the same thing back then, the Ravens backfield, and both of them boys hungry coming off injuries. So I think they about to have a dynamic team long as they stay away from injury. And Mark Andrews is going to get a lot, a lot more feasting, too, just because that middle of the field going to be wide open. That's, uh, the that's, re- that's the part that's really scary because now uh, if, Todd Monk, if Tom Monken does this right, you got – I can't play – I can't play – any of the fancy pre-snap rolling rolling mm-hmm. coverages because I'm playing Lamar. He's not going to be stationary. I can't play this stuff because it's unsound in the run game. It screws with the run fit. Can't do that. I could double Mark Andrews, but now I'm giving one-on-one coverages to Odell Beckham, who can still beat man coverage, Rashad Bateman, who can still beat man coverage, and Zay Flowers, who can beat man coverage. And he's probably got the he's probably the most dangerous out of those three because he's got the freshest legs as a rookie. Thanks. So mm-hmm. now you're dealing now it's really a situation of you're gonna have to pick your poison playing with the Ravens as opposed to, oh, okay, cool. Stop Lamar and make sure he don't get he don't get off one of them tight window throws in the scene to Mark Andrews. You have to again right. have to defend the entirety of the field now playing. Mm-hmm. This offense, if it's done right, it should be it should be abs- it should be absolutely dangerous. Like so, with that red playing him, if Lamar does, if Lamar comes out and he can't complete these passes, and people are giving him layups now, and it don't look right, then cool, we can have a completely different conversation. But I, probably, nah, Ravens are gonna be mad that they probably, didn't fire Roman earlier. Like honestly, they should have fired him during this rookie deal, and then they would have been had they little Super Bowl. Look, I'm one of the I'm one of the biggest Lamar fans there are. If he comes out there with all the changes, and it actually looks like, oh, okay, they're scheming things open, and he's getting layups now, and he's still not completing them, then cool, we can have another conversation. But based off of what I saw from him in college and since he's been in the league, I don't think that's going to be the case. And I think people are people are for low key forgetting about him. And they're going to regret it come late in the season. Hey, Trey, Trey, uh, super chat from Honcho. You're GM and looking to draft your cornerstone defensive pieces. Will, Will Anderson, Anderson Jr. or Aiden Hutchinson? Will Anderson and Will Anderson. <laughs> like, Aiden Hutchinson's cool, but 
I might take Aiden Hutchinson over Will Anderson. Nope, I am not. I am not doing edge that. rusher over. I take an edge rusher over like you they're know what I'm saying. Ed, like a, they're both edge rushers. They're just. I don't. I don't see Will Aiden Anderson as like a. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't no. see. It Will Anderson is definitely an edge rusher. The only difference, but the only difference is they're different types of edge rushers. One guy mm-hmm. is going to win with length and power and technique. The other guy is winning with juice. Like he's got legitimate speed, and he's got the ability to walk through you too. Like that's the part. Like that's the part that's scary with Will is that Will is technically undersized for being a defensive end, but he's strong as hell. Like that dude. But does he have like for him being undersized? Does he have the Von Miller like dendiness? Like you know, saying for him being like he's gonna be straight with that. No, he don't have the bend that. He don't have the bend that Vaughn has, because truthfully, no one really has that dude. As oh. that dude's been, he's Gumby. Like that shit is weird. But it is. if we're talking, if we're talking about the ability to convert speed to power as a rusher and just be able to beat a dude out of his stance one play, and then the next play you just stick your inside hand in his chest and just run him into the quarterback. Now nah, Will can do that, and he can do it consistently. And he's. But I think Will. I think Will's comp, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's more of, like, what you would want out of, like, a Roquan Smith. And I don't think he's as, like, mm-hmm. as, like talented as Roquan Smith. Like, I think in the end, like, like yeah, like, somebody who plays, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just a tackler, like, see ball, get ball type guy. Like, I think that's what he is at the end of the day. I don't see him being, like, a professional pass rusher. Like, I don't see him being a professional pass rusher. Like, that's just my opinion. Like, and, like, I think. So you think they drop him to the line? I was about to say, wait, Stack, they moved. They already already announced literally going into minicamp that he is now a full-time defensive end. They're not going to ask him to play any. Oh, and Michael Parsons. Oh, see, oh. I didn't see. I, I, I just, I'm going off of what I saw in college, so I, I haven't really checked. I forgot all about Will Anderson, honestly, until like that super chat. So yeah, like, I'm about to check based, into him. Based off, in, based off what he did in college, based off of what he did in college, he has damn near everything you could think of for him to be a quote unquote professional pass rusher. That dude is going to be a monster, and I can't wait. <laughs> It's gonna be fun. Gotcha, just, stay gotcha. off, just stay off my dude. They are Justin Herbert is Ryan Leaf 2.0. That's rude. Damn. That's rude. I'm not that is got too much in Can't wait for week one when Miami smacks the Chargers. That's crazy. And is I mean, Jason Witten the most underrated tight end ever? No, underrated. Stop are you talking possession. If you're talking possession, tight end, no, absolutely not. I think he's properly rated. He was I think Vernon Davis guy. is the most underrated. I think he's up there. It's hard for me to gauge the most, but I think he's up there. I think I don't know. I don't know of, of those all time guys. I feel like Shannon Sharp is starting to get into that underrated category, mostly because a lot of the people who are speaking on his playing career aren't mm-hmm. old enough to even remember when he was playing. So people, was, like, yeah, he played back in the day. He cool or whatever, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not. He cool or whatever. He was a he downplays his he he downplays his blocking too. Like he was I, actually I, like I, a I, decent blocker. Like, like he be downplaying it. Like people don't think he used to block. Guys of Brandon Marshall 
actually a little bit smaller than Brandon Marshall playing tight end in the 90s and was absolutely cooking. And a lot of times when you hear his name brought up, it's being brought up because people are using a meme of him drinking Hennessy and smoking a black and mild on the internet. Like, Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's more of a personality now, but the I reason why I can't say he's underrated... His brother was Sterling Sharp. I feel like if he wasn't a TV personality, I would agree he would be underrated. But because he right. always has that attention, people will always pay attention to him. And then Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Kittle, they always yeah. give him respect. They always put him on the Mount Rushmore. So it's okay. like... I- he gets the respect his, from in general, so that's why I won't say he's underrated. He can't even get that. His brother was nice. Yeah, he talked about his brother. His brother should be in the Hall of Fame with him. His Sterling was nice. Like Sterling was like so. Like I don't know. Like like Shannon, he could like I, when he says he could have done more. Like I believe he could have done more, but like you know, like. He played in the nineties. They win that triple crown too. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Kind of FYI, I'm a I'm a by default Giants fan, but I'm a Patrick Mahomes supporter. He's the goat. So, with that said, uh, the Giants are in a very interesting position, and it's an interesting conversation. With now, they're not trying to sign sign Saquon, and Saquon is deleting them off social media. It's kind of annoying me. Um. But with that said, there's a conversation of the running backs and getting paid, and are they undervalued? With Saquon potentially sitting out and like other running backs, like uh, I think of Pollard, maybe Eckler, some running backs getting upset about, oh, you guys are not paying the top guys. What do we see? How do we see the running back position? Do we think they're getting underpaid, no. especially the elite ones, or do we think this is just how the cookie crumbles? Nah, G, because Peep is out. Peep is out. The main, the main point that they're using, that the GM's using, is when they pay C-Mac. And then after C-Mac look, that boy Deontay Foreman and Trevor Hubbard start going crazy. And they actually had more rushing yards with them two as they then no boys. So you like you bringing bread on C Mac. Y'all ain't winning no games. Y'all ain't going to the playoffs. Y'all just got somebody that niggas could buy the jerseys for. Thanks. So all them all that bread you breaking off like Z. Come on, man. Tony Pollard came out there like that. They could they might even get down Same Tuck with Le'Veon Bell with uh Connor. You know they got rid of Connor too. They got Najee now, and they be sitting Najee down on the bench to play your boy behind him too. Look, you know and I wanna see. You know what me about this entire conversation, specifically with all the examples that you brought up, like the Zeke thing. I fully understand why the Zeke thing happened, because if people remember correctly, leading up to that year before he had that that year before where he got paid and he had like almost 400 touches that year. Everyone was talking about, well, do you pay him? Do you not think everything the Cowboys did? From training camp through the entirety of the season, the way they played him, the way they used him, suggested they were going to do what most front offices usually do when you have a running back, which is we're going to literally milk you for all it's worth. And at the end of this year, we're going to let you walk. But even in those years, though, like, in my opinion, like, Zeke was overrated. Like, Zeke has bad vision in my opinion like rather than taking the hole he should he'll run right into like you know saying like a tackle like like just because like he doesn't it seems like he runs with his head down not up like zeke is pretty overrated in my opinion so i wouldn't have paid him period but that's just me that's what i've always seen so like that's the reason why somebody like tony pollard 
who, in my opinion, isn't even like a top 15 running back, can come in and do Zeke's job and look a lot better because he just, like, runs with his head up. Like, he's not just running with his head down trying to just, like, get, like, hit the first person that he sees. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he actually, like, tries to get some yards rather than, like, seek contact. Like, being, like, Zeke, like, you know what I'm saying, the dude that, like, everybody expects, like, him to be. Like, and I know, I know a guy who went to high school with Zeke. Like, he went to a, a he, he was in St. Louis. He went to a high school in St. Louis. Like, do fuck with him, bro. But, like, that's my opinion on Zeke. Like, dudes, he runs like he runs with his head down. So, I wouldn't have never I mean, paid him. He runs for contact, too. So, I feel like comparing him to Tony, two different things. Tony, that break with him back, the type of nigga to bring a kickoff return back to the crib. Zeke, he was getting them in the first four years when he had Travis, Frederick, and all them boys on the O-line. Yep. He wasn't getting touched for, like, the first 10 yards, Jamie. So, all them hits he was taking, he was he getting them. It was young. His line was young. Look, Thanks, all, so, but, yeah, but. all I'm saying is this when it comes to the running backs. The logic behind not paying them, I get it at its surface level, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, we got to call it what it is. It's just nasty work. Like, it's just a nasty mm-hmm. part of the business. Like, the logic, if you think about it for more than five seconds, is really out of pocket because they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we're not going to – we're not going to pay you guys because you're going to deteriorate because we're going to run you into the ground. Mm-hmm. But we also have you on a rookie wage scale, so you can't negotiate your actual worth during your physical prime. So we're going to get you at a suppressed rate, and then when it's time for us to actually pay you based on your production, nah, don't. we're not doing that. I feel like they've been Saquon during though, too, because Pete this. Daniel Jones had his best year, his breakout year, and his best play was when they did that read option. He took that, but he was going crazy with it. And all the times he rushing the ball, you break bread with him, and his best attribute was running the ball, not passing the ball. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. You break bread with him like that. So Saquon is a little different because he is the giant. He's big. So the fact it's different in this is, The fact that Daniel Jones got paid before Saquon will always bother. Oh, I, yeah, obviously. I, I was a uh, Daniel I Jones. If I'm if I'm that front office, I would have been more comfortable letting him walk and me having to figure out what I got to do in terms of me getting another quarterback as opposed to me letting Saquon walk possibly. Because truthfully, at this point, like I know people are saying, oh, well, running backs are expensive. They're not worth it, blah, blah, blah. I would much rather have a Saquon Barkley and another decent backup at like four mil as opposed to having a dude like maybe Debo Samuel or one of these other guys who's like just below a top 10 receiver and you're paying them anywhere from between 22 to 25 million dollars a year because that's what the market is for a top receiver in the NFL right now it doesn't make enough they could have had Trevor Lawrence like all they would have had to done is just like keep keep um Jones is the quarterback because he sucks, and you was you was gonna lose games with him because he's basically Sam Darnold with like you know what I'm saying like happy. Well, we're feet. not gonna lose games like, now because Brian Dable is the best coach in the NFL. So Whoa. Brian Dable's pretty good, but like you know what I'm saying you could have like just lose a couple like like if you just would have like let Daniel Jones do what Daniel Jones does and not like scheme around all of that you could have lost enough <laughs> games on to get, that, yeah you like you could have lost enough games to get Trevor Lawrence and then like you know what I'm saying you would have been straight but now instead you stuck paying Daniel Jones 40 million dollars like 
a year, which is ridiculous. And they just, like, and they broke off Kenny Galladay just to sit on the bench. Yeah, and you broke off Kenny Kenny Galladay, who's I mean, like Galladay was most unproven, the most the unproven wide receiver. receiver. Like that's just how thirsty y'all are to make like Daniel Jones look like Eli Manning, and Eli Manning is probably the most overrated quarterback of all time. Stop it! No, like, don't do that. Because he, he led the uh, league in interceptions more than he led the league in like touchdowns. We'll, we'll get into a whole. Uh, nah, nah. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would actually like be Philip Rivers, but I digress. Oh, uh, Philip Rivers is terrible. Eli Rivers is terrible. I have it. So we, we Philip Rivers is worse than Eli Manning. I bet you. Oh yeah, I agree. Philip Rivers is hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get into a mid off like yeah. You don't want that. Bro. Oh, Hall of Famer versus you know uh, <laughs> stats he suffered. You know how many playoff games? Uh, we ain't get into that. We ain't get into that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want a mid off, bro. Like, like boy, get off bro. Of that. Two thousand seven, like, cool. two thousand twelve. What we talk about? Who beating Tom Brady? Eli, get out of here! Stop, stop. You don't want, want a mid off. Eli, Tom Brady almost had the best season of all time. You know who stopped him? Eli Manning stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> we prevented the we prevented the toxic crazy. Brady fans the best season of all time. Come on, yes. Hey, hey fellas. I want to – we have to go uh, – we just hit our time limit, so we're going to have to call it early. But before we go, I want to answer this. Predictions for the Ravens healthy this season. I think there's a legitimate shot they win that division. I genuinely think that. Me too. I, I, if they're – it's going to – I really think it's going to be a dogfight between them and the Bengals. And if they do stay healthy, all things considered, I think the Ravens come out on top. And I think the Bengals defense the Ravens, is going to be the, if the Ravens can hold, if the Ravens can really hold on and like keep it consistent on offense because I think they'll figure it out on defense. But even if they don't figure it out on defense completely and the defense kind of struggles here and there, if they're mm-hmm. able to just have a multiple offense with that guy playing quarterback as dynamic as he is, they're going to be a problem for teams like deep into the postseason. Yeah, I mean, for me, Ravens. I'm st- I'm still skeptical on Lamar if he can really be that elite passer. I'm still skeptical personally, um, but I do think it's between the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, I think they both will make the playoffs, and then I think the Ravens are losing the second round. I mean, it is what it is. That's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, boys. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens, but I feel like we're sleeping on the Browns just a little bit. Yeah, the Browns. Ravens just signed Melvin Gordon. Oh my God, he's a turnover machine. That division by far the best division in football. AFC East is right there. I don't know. AFC East is tough too. Ravens can win some games as long as they don't play Melvin Gordon. Not snap. Oh my God. AFC East: Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. Uh, that and that's a Chargers fan speaking. Like we had Melvin Gordon for years. He's terrible. Patriots, Patriots, fuck it all up. <laughs> the Patriots messing that up is hilarious. I'm not yeah. here to defend the Patriots. I'm not that guy. So. Yeah. But hey, y'all be easy. Salute. Like the video, bro. We will see y'all on for another time, man. Salute. All right, y'all be safe.